Hi there guys, today I am speaking to Rob from Progression. Now for those of you guys who haven't been following this, this week I am learning to foil board. This is my task, I'm working with Fusion X um, and basically Paige from Fusion X has very kindly agreed to come over here and teach me to foil on one of her foils. Now, as part of this, Rob has very kindly as well come on board and said he will coach me through the process additionally. So I've got two coaches, so it's awesome. Um, so this is basically my second chat with Rob. In the first chat, we kind of covered the basics and what I needed to be doing to get going. Now I'm riding up wind both directions, just starting to get onto the foil going left. So this is Rob kind of reviewing where I've been and giving me the next steps forward. So if you're learning to foil board, you'll probably find these videos immensely useful because you know, I imagine a lot of the mistakes I'm making are what most people make. You know, we tend to find that people tend to stick to the same common errors. So you may find that one of these points that Rob gives me here, just, ah, okay, that's what I'm doing wrong. It certainly worked for me. You know, he managed to nail in on the exact things that I was doing and and kind of give me guidance to move to the next level. And I have to say, it's been really, really effective so far. So, uh, how did you go at the weekend? Awesome. Really, really good, mate. Yes. Um, obviously, a lot of progress in bike Where were you before? Uh, so, so when we spoke on, sorry, Cone, when we spoke on uh, Friday, where were you up to at that kind of point? Basically, at that point, I was just, I was on the board, certainly left, actually riding the board, left fairly comfortably, right, not really very comfortably, but not managing to keep up wind at all probably because I was, I think I was just about crossing the wind going left, um, but hurtling downwind because basically because I was just falling off all the time going right. Okay. And then over the weekend, obviously you went falling a few times. What, uh, what, what were the conditions? What were the equipment you were using? Conditions basically both days started very light. So for the first hour or two, it was very light, was on a 12, was only in the 12 because we didn't want to put up the 14 really because we found that that just didn't mm. work so was was what i would now say now understand was underpowered um, on the 12 for the first yeah. few hours and that was very, that was really difficult then the wind would pick up so at about i don't know three four o'clock and i'd get a good two three hours of nice wind where i was nicely powered on a 12. okay and that made a big difference then to you actually being able to start to progress you found it when you didn't have to fly the kite so much focus on the board a bit more huge difference yeah and at, at the time i couldn't tell whether it was me or the wind and i only actually started realizing that last night was was been at a spot oh that's 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 poor wind i mean it's obviously poor technique as well because other guys were foiling but the wind here isn't helping um so at the time i was just struggling through struggling through struggling through without really understanding what was going on uh, but yeah the the increase just just about two knots it picked up went from maybe i don't know nine yeah. knots to sort of 11 and suddenly it was just a lot i wouldn't say you know it wasn't an instant wow it was amazing but it was instantly wow now i can actually do it and i can get comfortable without sort of falling off every single time so i think this is a really good point like conditions make a massive difference when people are there and actually um, those couple of knot increases it's not actually the top on the top end it's not the gusts that are helping you it's actually filling in those lulls yeah. That's what actually is the worst bit. It's like we say, oh, it's kind of like 10 to 12 knots. And you're like, actually, that's pretty good for foiling. But what's bad when it's 10 to 12 is it probably drops to eight sometimes, maybe even seven knots. And that's really hard when you don't know what you're doing so much. Yes. Yeah. So when you add a couple of knots on the top, you add a couple of knots on the bottom and you get rid of those lulls. And that 
So if you're somewhere where the wind is super, super constant, then actually you might find that like 10 to 12 knots is like fine to learn on and stuff like that. So if you're somewhere where it's really gusty, then you need a little bit more probably to make sure yeah. those lulls are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sure, yeah. Good thing for people to be aware of, definitely. When they're... It is, it is, and it's the key. And it's the funny thing because we never think in terms of lulls because the wind speed, you know, mm. the wind apps give the lull, they give the gust, but none give the lull. And yeah. it's actually the lull that's more important. Mm. Exactly. Most of the time we're looking at this average, and if there's gusts up and the average is a couple of knots below, well, there has to be something below that for exactly. it to average out across yeah, exactly. gusts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. so I think, yeah, just people not to get disheartened if they're going out in harder, in lighter winds. Like that thing I said last time, the more experienced you are, the lighter you'll be able to go out in, the less experienced you are, the more narrow the conditions you'll need for those yeah. first few sessions. Yeah. And then so as you get better, you'll find like in a week's time probably, you'll go out on a 12 in those light conditions and you'll be fine. Your kite skill, you'll get more used to your kite with the board, you'll get on the foil a bit quicker and therefore the lulls don't matter quite so much and all those things start to come to us. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, when it comes to actually riding, how'd it go? Awesome. Well, but in the end, awesome. To start with, no. Again, for the first few hours, it was a disaster. Um, however, once, once it, interestingly, the thing that made it, the, thing, the, the moment it clicked was the moment that I dropped into that position that you teach on the videos on the beach. It was that get the front weight over your knee, so almost no weight on your back heel, leaning forward with your shoulders and assume, yeah. and it was all and it was that same feeling that i had the first time i ever rode up wind it was just that ah mm. that's it that's what i'm supposed to be doing it's balance you feel like everything's balanced something yeah 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 because still going right i'm not i've not locked that position in and it's really uncomfortable and i can feel you know the board's bearing off it's coming back my weight's forward my weight's mm. back i'm struggling to get the board down it's rearing up whereas going left it's just like ah yeah just lock that position in and then you okay, open my shoulders, close my shoulders, change direction. I'm now in control. So I think that, and at the time, you know, I think the, the, the difficulties thing is when, the, when you're first starting out to try and get into that position, you've got so many different things going on that it doesn't really make sense. But I'm really glad that I did that exercise and actually did it, not just looked at it, but did it because then you realize just mm. there is a lot of front foot pressure needed here you know it really is it's that you yeah know, back heel up it's yeah when you're doing it on the beach you don't ha you're not having to worry about the kite you're not having to worry about this board that's uncomfortable if you make a mistake you don't get the feedback which is the negative side but you should be you know, it's not to feel uncomfortable of over exaggerating things seeing what happens when i shift where, where, where are my feelings where am I feeling weight on my heels and my toes? And where is the, because you do want to feel weight across your whole foot. Though, you know, slightly more weight on your heel, that for some people is a bit of a problem. Some people put too much weight on their toes and go over the front. Some people put too much weight on their heels and go to toe slot, uh, uh, twin tip stance and edge too hard. And you can do these things on the beach if you really do think about it rather than just kind of stand and go, yeah, tell me to kind of stand like this, that feels all right, off I go. You've got to like, what's this stance? put my shoulders forward where is that shoulder oh yeah it's over my knee that's right oh yeah it feels different actually yeah um it's very easy Skip yeah through. i want to get on the water <laughs> no absolutely and absolutely and it was looking so i looked at the video in the morning when there was no wind so I was like, right, okay well i'll take some time and actually do this and i think it was it was amazing because suddenly it was the same feeling ah and at that point again it's that i always say it's the world goes silent at that point you know it's that ah right now suddenly your brain switches off and you're not getting that constant mm -hmm. do, this, do that do that the other it's just like ah well there's that moment of flow you know it's that here we go this is what it's supposed to feel like yeah. um but it was only possible to recognize that because i had actually done it you know i spent sort of 10 15 minutes outside here in the campsite looking like an idiot 
<laughs> what's he doing this is some kind of weird yoga move uh, yeah. but actually doing it beforehand so you could recognize the feeling it's like ah that's what rob was talking about cool so then what how did you progress on after that really good i mean the obviously the key for me in this location well anyone but the key in this location for me has been to, to stay upwind um and for the last the last sort of two hour well the whole run basically yesterday the first two no absolutely chaotic but then suddenly again when that position locked in then started going up wind in both directions and i say by the end of the session yesterday left foot forward i was actually starting to come out on the foil and and play with that you know actually be like, okay i'll bring it up only an inch or two but i could just feel right now i'm actually on the foil and i can start to to play with bringing it up a little bit bringing it down a little bit going right no i'm nowhere near that i'm just keeping upwind uh, well, I'd say I'm probably keeping keeping my my wind on the going right, and I'm actually riding upwind on the left. So overall, it's game. So I think what you're gonna everybody finds like exactly the same with our kiteboarding. One side's better than the other, and as you probably kind of, if you look back over those few sessions you've had, you have improved on your good side, and your back your your bad side has improved. And it's just a little bit behind, really, and it's just time more than anything. There probably is like small little things you can tweak, but realistically, it's just you've got to do it. And the more, the thing that, why it's so important to ride off the foil, I think, is you want to stay upwind. I mean, you have a fear, you, you have a kind of necessity to because the location makes it kind of tricky if you can't stay upwind. But as soon as you're not staying upwind, you waste so much time walking back up, getting somebody to sell your stuff back up. As soon as you can stay upwind, then you're just getting time on the water. And it means that on your bad tack, you're getting more, even though you're only holding your ground, at least you're doing full runs. And on your good tack, you're getting upwind, so it's all nicely balancing out. And you're just getting practicing. And the more practice you can have riding, the better. And then when you do start getting onto the foil, if you have a few terrible runs and it and you send you downwind, at least you can go, well, I can just ride back upwind off the foil and get my practice. And you're still learning, you're still practicing, and you're saving time. Yeah. Um, and we all want to get past that early stages. People need to know you've got to be able to stay upwind, otherwise you're just going to waste so much time walking, and we none of us want to do that. Um, so that's really good, and I think you've, if you're just fine now. At, with time, you'll get more confident on your bad tack. Um, You've already got the technique on the other side, so you just got to kind of replicate it, really. And most of the time, it might be kites not quite so good in some way. Um, but as we talked about last time, just like making sure you have your kite a little bit higher is generally the biggest issue that most people have, and or not putting enough weight forward. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, just got to find that balance, really, and that just takes practice with the whole of foiling, really. Like there is only so much you can teach because so much of it is muscle memory, yeah. and that only comes from doing. Yeah. Um, so I know that the cool. next video you're doing now is the actual riding on the foil. That's the one that's about to come. Yeah. So the next video is rise and glide. So um, the idea being that we, you know, we, we we call it rise and glide because we wanted something that was about like trying to talk about you're coming up slowly and then you're gliding along for a period before you probably come off the foil. And we really want to try and emphasize people that it is a very controlled movement. Um, you, the, the one negative thing I say at the very beginning of the video, because I always try and keep all the negative stuff to the common mistakes at the end, so you're just continually, positively reinforcing people. But the only thing I'm, I say right at the front is, we don't want people doing the rodeo that 
up and down, up and down, which can often happen. And it happened a lot in the earlier days when people were on uh, more performance foils. Had to learn on that kind of thing because that was so hard to find the balance that you you had to put quite a lot of weight back and it would just rise out of the water and then you'd be like, oh God, I'm ready to get it. Throw your weight forwards and then it would come straight down and you'd be, oh, I've got to jump down. We still see it a bit with some people that have bought foils that are a little bit harder to ride and are learning on. And you just, you know, you don't learn a lot that way because you're just doing these big movements. So the idea is that everything we do wants to be controlled. Um, so I think the key thing you're going to think about with that is, as you said you did already, it's small movements. There's no rush to shift our body around to move this foil into the right position. We don't need massive movements of the kite once we're actually up and on the board. Like, um, even when we're underpowered, you know, we don't need to be throwing the kite around to help us get on the foil with. Um, you will find that actually it's very small. And there's only three things you really need to think about right. once you've got you off the foil. Right, so you're in that perfect position, your weight's really far forwards, all your weight over your front foot, you're keeping the board down. Your kite is either at 45 if you can park it, or maybe a little, that's probably off the foil if you're powered up enough, or you're flying it in the top half of the window. So you're ready to get onto the foil, you're feeling nice and comfortable, and you're always going to water start up, get comfortable, get yourself controlled before you come up. Don't rush into it too quickly. So if your kite is parked and it's like at 45, you can probably leave it there initially to initiate this first bit, which is going to be the kite movement. Um, if it's lighter, you might want to direct the kite down a little bit lower, ready for the first step, which is we direct the kite up. Okay, so the first thing is we direct the kite up into the window and we sometimes sheet in a little bit as well. And that just gives us a nice bit of lift. So it's going to take weight off our feet when we're ready to do the body movement to come up onto the foot. Mm -hmm. Um, secondary, it does a really nice thing, was it, it gets your kite high in the window when you do get on the foil, which is where you want it. We don't want our kite down low. A lot of people end up with their kite down low because they don't do the moving thing. They leave it in the middle, they kind of force the board up onto the foil, and then the kite drifts down, and they suddenly like have all this power down low that they don't know what to do. So we want our kite up, kite up high. That's a big thing when we're on the foil. Um, so we're gonna do our first movement. Direct the kite up. We feel weight start to come off our body, off the board, and we do our second movement. And the second movement is a big body weight movement, slowly performed to get the foil to start to come up. And that first movement is shoulders towards the tail. So right, we use okay. our larger part of our body to shift our body weight back and get it over our back foot. So everyone says, oh, you know, to bring the foil up and get weight over your back foot, but people don't often say how you really do that. Mm -hmm. And the way that we've worked out that works well is to use your, just your shoulders and your head, but trying to keep your hips and your lower body kind of in the same position. Nice, legs nice and bent. If we shift our weight back by kind of standing up over our back foot, we actually straighten our legs and then we have less movement. Um, it's harder to shift our body weight back afterwards. Yeah. But it really is a, a, a shoulder back movement. And then you'll start to feel the foil coming up. And then it's the moment when the foil, where the board comes off of the water. So it's very early on. The board, you hear it go and it all goes silent and you push your knees forwards. You keep your up shoulders back over the tail of the board, but you push your knees forwards. Right, okay. So then we're talking about a small movement, a mm -hmm. small amount of body weight. 
So we have a big movement to get us up and that gets weight a bit further back. But then we actually only need a small amount to level the board off. Yeah. And we have to do it very early on. As soon as the board comes out of the water and it touches, we want to level it because you're going to be going up pretty quick. So if you leave it too late, you're going yeah. to bend, but you're sort of coming out and you're leveling it off nice and early. Right. Um, so you use the knees to level it and then you use your knees back and forth just to keep it level and keep it balanced. And that's kind of like a fourth one if you want. But yeah. Three main things, kite up, mm -hmm. shoulders back, knees forwards. If you remember those three things, you can't really go wrong. And over that whole thing, like the overall body position is exactly the same as off the foil. We're standing up over the board. We're not trying to, to edge the board. We're not trying to lean back against the kite. We're in quite a neutral kind of position with the kite. Um, we're just leaning back enough so that we kind of feel like we're just resting against it. Um, awesome. Very upright, but with bent legs. Perfect. And you, Perfect. Bent legs, crazy important. So look, there's a, there's a lot there, but it does come down to those three things. Yeah. Um, if you focus on those on both your tacks, it will come really well. And when you crash, I mean, this is the important thing. I think when you do crash, lie back in the water and think, "Oh, what happened there? Where was my kite? Oh, my kite was too low. Like that was the thing that did that." Oh, what did I do there? Oh, you know what? I just freaking threw my weight back because I was getting frustrated and it wasn't coming up. Um, I put my weight, I put my shoulders forwards to try and be, bring it down because it was coming up too fast. Maybe I should try a bit more with my lower body. Like try and analyze a little bit and think of what you did wrong. Um, and quite often after a crash, you need a little moment to give you a bit of time to recover. <laughs> That's awesome. When you were doing it yesterday, do you do you feel that those you were doing some of those things? Um, to be honest, the foil, the actual coming up on the foil at that time, I didn't really know how I was doing it. It was just kind of happening. It was just like, oh shit, I'm on the foil. Yeah. How did that happen? Um, without yeah. any mindfulness of what technique I was doing, I was I actually wasn't trying to get on the foil. I was actually trying yeah. to keep the board down and then just look down. And, and you know, suddenly, as you say, it went silent. You know, yeah. oh, I'm actually on the foil here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it wasn't but, mindful, and then I actually, well, to be fair, no, then I actually did try and do it, and I did exactly what you said not to do. Is that rather than using shoulders, I tried to just drop weight onto the back leg, yeah, and vented, oh, just gosh. literally vented every time, uh, or or just dolphin dived at best. So, um, so yeah, that's really and that's more advanced techniques, really. Like this is the thing, like this is like everything. This is the way to learn to do it. But as you get better, you can do it in all manner of ways, like. We've all seen the people pumping foils like on just surfboards, like on flat water. Well, you you know, we do that in light winds to like kick the board up by just using our weight and parking our kite and not worrying about it. Or in very light winds, you know, you could loop the kite in weird ways to give you extra power to get you onto the foil. Or you can, you can do the complete opposite of what I said and dump the kite down really hard and pop up as it's coming down. But you need to know what you're doing because you've got a, a lot of power there, so then you've got to be willing to edge hard against it straight away and start blasting yeah, up wind. Yeah, of course, yeah. So these things we're talking about are things you might, the average person might look at it and go, I've seen people riding in all these other ways and you've kind of got to forget about those because once you get better, you just start riding in all manner of different yeah, styles. For sure, for sure. Uh, but this is just about learning the core bits and pieces. Really. Um, once you've got those, things will move on nicely. Awesome. And as it happens, I will finish today a video that shows these exact things. Perfect. Uh, Looking forward to that. That will be probably, it takes a few hours for it to get exported. So either later this evening or tomorrow, 
um, Rise and Glide video will be out. And, you know, it, it goes can through we, a bit more detail. In the show notes, or will it just be a link to the best yeah. to send to the website and then go from there? Uh, I can give you a link for it because cool. we've actually already got it there as a coming soon thing. So it, you can link to it and people will know straight where to go. Okay, so there will be a link it. to that in the show notes for this video. Yeah, uh, I heartily recommend these videos, guys. They are awesome. They are really, really good. As I say, they've they've really walk they really walk you through the steps. And as Rob's just demonstrated there, it gives you the the three basic things each time. So it's not trying to give you a a huge amount of overwhelming information. It's giving you the, the key points that you can go out and actually keep in your mind that are going to make all the difference. And to be honest, this is why you know I feel I've I've learned this quite fast simply because I've had those those key points in my mind all the time and not been trying to think about things that really don't matter at this point. So I can really, really recommend these videos, guys. Go over there, have a look. They are awesome. This video particularly, actually, I have done that more than ever in that there is a lot of background information, a lot of positive reinforcement of certain things. And I think that's the great thing about videos. You see things over and over. You'll see a kite high in the sky and you'll be like, hang on a second, my kite's not doing that. Uh, so it should push it into your brain. In this video particularly, I've actually done at the end a... 60 second recap video that basically just goes through those absolute three k points in you know very short period of time so you can watch that just before you go on the on the beat on the water awesome. um, in the hope of if the rest of it is a bit too much for you to take in then you can sort of absorb that in a longer time and then focus on something so i'm adapting as i'm going as i'm having conversations with people and i'm teaching people down the beach like the video, all these videos i'm making are just fitting in all these little ideas to try and just get people to learn as good as possible but it, it's so i mean as an instructor my or try to teach instructors try to train instructors you know the, the thing the most i think the most important thing when it's instructing is to know when to shut up to know right that is enough information this you know because as instructors we want to teach we want to right, do this and do this and do that and do that and the person goes out and goes well I can't remember the first thing he said. So I think the, the, and this is what I love about the way that you've broken the videos down is it isn't, it's okay, these, this is the absolute essentials and it gives you everything, mm -hmm. but then it says focusing on these because these are the things that you need to remember. Yeah. And, and we can't remember more than three things. It's often on the wall, we can't remember more than one thing at once. Um, <laughs> so it's really, really good to have that broken down and actually be using that kind of teaching psychology in the videos as well because it's, it's, I think it's actually something that I need to do more of actually with progression is, is reinforcing that to people to say, here is a, you know, sometimes some of the videos are quite long, like some of the wave riding ones, I haven't broken down to multiple videos, but they're like a 40 minute video. And it's to say, you don't, you don't watch this from beginning to end. Just like watch the first section, then go and ride exactly. and then work out what you're having problems with. And then watch the second section, which is going to give you loads of detail and you can absorb it in an evening with a beer. Mm -hmm. then go and ride and then see what your mistakes are and then go and watch find the right common mistake for you like it's it's not a video to watch from start to end a lot absolutely yeah and yeah yeah you, and i think there's more i can do to lead people through that probably over time for now it's like here's all the stuff here's the content and you need to kind of adapt to it yourself in some ways and know when to sort of stop and go and have a session um but i think that will become a bit easier over time for sure for sure well, I love the videos, mate. I think they're awesome. Keep doing them because they're really helping me. I know they're really helping a lot of people. So it's it's, it's a really cool thing that you're doing. Yeah, there's a lot more to come, actually. And just on a, on a very small note on that, I know at the moment I'm really focusing on the beginner side of foiling. But, you know, obviously we I am building up as I go from the very basics through to 
all the foiling, foiling jibes, foot changes, co-side riding, tacks will be in there. We'll do 360s, like the whole lot. Awesome. But there's only one of me. <laughs> so <laughs> people are going, are you going to the jibe videos? I'm like, it's coming. It's coming. There is only so much. Yeah, exactly. So, and on your, uh, yeah, on your camps, what, what's, what's the, because I know you do the foil camps in Portugal and Morocco, mm. is it, this year as well? Yeah. Yeah. What what level should yeah. people be at if they're interested in that? Is that total beginners or is that all levels or is that people who are already riding? What's so this year, this year the idea was to stick with uh, early, basically you had to be up and riding on the foil. Oh no, so you had to be up and riding at the stage you're at now, staying upwind yeah. and trying to get on the foil was enough. Because it means you can be a bit self-contained on the water. Um, you're not going to dominate loads of our time because we've got to keep coming and maybe riding your stuff back upwind or issues like that. Um, so Portugal's definitely that level um, we, because we've got a, a larger group there and the conditions are we, we're going to get some strong wind. It's just going to be easier to maintain a group of everyone can do a bit of foiling to some degree. Up, up to wherever, really. I mean, you can be as advanced as you want to. Danny can do all manner of crazy stuff so he can help people with whatever they want to learn and i can obviously we do a lot of video analysis on that as well so that's really helping you today film them during the day show them in the morning compare it to shots of danny from all the videos and the footage we've got so they can see the good and the bad together and all of that um, morocco i think we'll have a couple of beginners on that one um because of it's in dakar which is just you know the easiest place yeah, to yeah, yeah. run that kind of stuff so we'll be able to maintain a mixed group a little bit easier and Ideally, we'll take as well probably this year people who we know will pick it up reasonably quickly over the first couple of days and then they'll be at that stage they can join the group. Yeah. Um, next year, our hope is to run some actually just beginner clinics. So we'll have a couple in the year that you can come on and you know it'll all be about over the course of a week getting you from never being on a foil to like up and riding both ways confidently and probably starting to, and doing basic turns. Um, that will be the end of those. So this year, more intermediate. It's more about getting people their kit tuned. That's a big thing that is really important. And then generally, most people want to learn to jive. Cool. So cool. on the Again, foil, carving around. If people are interested in those camps, they can find it on your website. It's, it's all on yeah, your website. Progression.me, you know. Yeah, that's the one. Cool. Again, link in the show notes, guys, down there if you're interested in that. Again, I would recommend them. They're going to be awesome. Okay, mate. Well, thank you very Excellent. much. I am off to try all those new bits and report back. Let's know how you get on. Let you know how I'm flying tomorrow. Have fun. Nice one. Cheers, buddy. Thank you very much. Now, if you guys found that useful, we do a course that is designed to run concurrently with learning foil boarding, with learning kite surfing in general. It's all the stuff that you can be doing off the water to improve your performance on the water. There's a load of people going through it at the moment and they, it is getting rave reviews. People are finding it really, really useful because this is something that we just don't focus on. It's this kind of off-the-water training. And we're, we've developed this entire system designed to be done off the water. And to be fair, it's what I'm mainly doing this year when I'm travelling the world trying to become this kick-ass kite surfer. I'm mostly focused on what I'm doing off the water so if you're interested in checking that out guys the link is in the show notes as well go and have a look at that you'll be transported over to a video which will take you through exactly what it is um, and i would love to see you on the inside cheers guys and i will see you in the next video